Hello, and thanks for joining me for another edition of Face the Facts. I'm your host, April Moss. So glad you're with me today. We're going to be talking all things election, this time focusing on the Lone Star State. I'll be joined today by a member of an election integrity group here in Texas and what she has to say about the pushback that her group is getting when they try to get transparency and answers from the GOP and their election administrators. Before we get into that interview, a word from our sponsors. This episode of Face the Facts is sponsored today by MyPillow.com. Choose to keep your money right here in America and support a fantastic patriot, Mike Lindell, and this show here on Real America's Voice by shopping at MyPillow.com. Use promo APRIL at the checkout and you'll receive up to 66% off. That's MyPillow.com, promo code APRIL. And now let's get right into my discussion with Susan Valiant of Tarrant County, Texas. Susan, thank you so much for joining me today on Face the Facts. You are a true patriot. Um, you've loved this country. You've been doing a lot to help ensure that we have integral elections being held in Texas. But I know it's been a long uphill battle. Share with us a little bit about some of the things that you've done personally to help make sure that we can trust our elections. Uh, well, thank you so much for having me, April. I really appreciate this because it's uh, we need to get our elections fixed. And I'm so glad that you are making the effort in order to get this out to the public to, to be, make them aware of it. Uh, what I've been working on is uh, the voter tapes. Um, during the elections, the scanners and the controllers print out voter tapes, uh, both to open the polls, uh, it's the, the law, 61.002, uh, you have to print out an open poll tape to show that the controllers and the scanner were actually had a zero count before the polls actually opened. Well, we found, and I did both Democrats and Republicans, so that I wasn't going to be biased in any way, and both of them had over 100 locations that did not even open the polls. So we don't know if the machines actually started out with zero or not. Uh, and then of course we had several locations that didn't close the polls. Uh, so like eight uh, of the locations where the Republicans didn't close the polls. So we don't know what the results actually were. Um, just things like that that I have been doing. And uh, there's a lot of people that are also working on a lot of other things too, but we have gone with these, the spreadsheet that I made of all the discrepancies, because there were so many discrepancies on just the tapes alone, because I went after it because we can't get into the machines because of the proprietary issues with them. So I thought the closest thing to the machines is the tapes. So that's the reason I went after the tapes, thinking, okay, if we find something there, we can stick it to the machines and try to get rid of these machines. That's the whole deal is to get rid of the machines. and. Uh, Anyway, so I did that, and once I did that, then I went to the Tarrant County GOP, because I'm also a precinct chair, I tried to do a petition in order to get uh, an audit for Tarrant County, I went to them with a resolution to get an audit, and it actually passed, and then shortly after that is when Governor Abbott actually financed an audit, a forensic audit, 
supposedly forensic audits. <laughs> We're finding it's not so forensic after all. Um, of the 2020 elections, and he did it for four counties, which was Harris, Dallas, Tarrant, and Collin County, which is two Democrat counties and two Republican counties. Um, he did a phase one, which we, that was completed last year, last December, and now they're doing a phase two, which should be completed by this December. So that's two years later that we're actually getting anything from an audit. Um, then after that, I went, uh, decided that, you know, this isn't really going to do anything to change anything. So I went ahead and did a uh, hand-marked ballot resolution for the Tarrant County GOP, and it, it failed. So it didn't go anywhere. So we decided, well, okay, let's go to the commissioner's court. So I went to the commissioner's court and four out of five of them are retiring this year. So they didn't even really care about listening to what we had to say in the first place. They think it's a perfect election. We had perfect elections. That's what they kept saying. Do you feel like, Susan, that the GOP has been very difficult to work with? I mean, why would they not want you to pursue you know, any type of investigation into the election. It seems to me, not just in Texas, but across the different states in our country, the GOP has been some of the most difficult people to work with and getting any headway into transparency in this election. Exactly. They, they've been more of an obstructionist than the Democrats have, actually. And we've actually had some Democrats that were interested in knowing what, you know, about the elections because they see some of this action happening too. So um, I don't know why, but it's been very, very difficult. And you would think it's actually split the party over it, uh, mm -hmm. a lot of it, which is very disconcerting. But, um, you know, we mm -hmm. we we work with the cards we're dealt. So we're trying to work around it now. And now we have actually Senator Bob Hall, who is – being he's championing this and it just he's being the leader that we need uh, to get something done and he's actually working on legislation currently to get that I mean right off the bat have a legislate uh, have a bill that's ready to go on January for them to start working on and so now we're just trying to build the army that we need to support him and any other legislators uh, we're trying to find somebody in the House, which we did find Brian, uh, Representative Brian Harrison, who is going to champion the bill in the House. So we are making progress that way. And those two guys are absolute heroes of mine because they listen. They listen to the people and they're actually going to do something, which is uh, quite the change that we've been having lately with the Republican Party as, as a whole. Right. And, and this is an, this is a topic that really you're exactly right. It has divided so many people, um, you know, to many, my estimation, at least, it seems as though those who would want to uh, prevent transparency in this election means they must have something to hide. I mean, what else can you possibly conclude from their resistance to to, you know, having some transparency with this. But I'd like to go back to a comment you made where you said that Governor Abbott did approve and fund a forensic audit, but you said you're finding out now it's not a true forensic audit. Can you explain that? Yes, uh, there were some discrepancies in the uh, numbers that the Secretary of State came out with. 
my friend Mei Wong has actually been working on that as well. Um, and she has found actually there was an accumulative report because um, they do an accumulative report after each election, which goes by the precincts. And there was one uh, actual, <laughs> there was an erroneous one that came out and some just local voter actually caught it. And because she wanted to see what her vote, if her vote counted or not. And so she saw this cumulative report. She saw that this under the senator's race, which was Cornyn's race, had 15,000, uh, a little over 15,000 on the, the whole total of the race for that uh, senator's race. But yet the presidential race, there was only 7,000. So how can it be that much difference? Mm -hmm. So they went back and they said, okay, there was an error in their uh, explanation. The, admin, the election administrator's uh, explanation was that one of the clerks had doubled the votes. So they fixed it, and but yet the erroneous the erroneous accumulative report is still up on the website. They never put the corrected one up there, and not only that, the date and the time is still the same on both the erroneous one and the corrected one. So that shows that you can backdate, so you can manipulate the machines, and right. the totals were also the same. They didn't change the totals ballot count. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, I do have a question because I've been really talking to a lot of people in Michigan who are working uh, with an, an election integrity force is what they're called. And they purchase qualified voter files. Is Does Texas have the same sort of thing? Because I know you mentioned the word tape, but when you say the word tape, what do you mean? Uh, well, uh, the scanner tapes that you vote on, uh, that's the where you cast your ballot. Mm -hmm. That machine, it prints out a tape at the beginning of the polls. You're supposed to do it, and at the end, because the end has the results on it. And then, of course, that's supposed to be verified with the count whenever it gets the USB port that is mm -hmm. in the machines. That's what gets taken to the uh, central elections office, and all that is supposed to match. And the controller tapes also. I mean, the controllers where you get your ballot, you get a little receipt and that receipt lets you have your ballot before you go to the, to make cast your votes or, or pick your candidates. And that doesn't match as well. So when this is brought to the, you know, secretary of state's office and, and this evidence, I'm assuming that your group has brought this evidence to, to the secretary of state's office. Is that correct? We have brought some. I have not given that information to the Secretary of State because I was trying to go up the chain of command, per mm -hmm. se, you know, go to the party, then go to the commissioner's court. And now I've decided, well, my county is not going to do anything. No leader. There's no leader in our county that's going to do anything. So that's when I decided, OK, let's go to the state. OK, that's when I started reaching out to uh, Representative Brian Harrison and and uh, Senator Bob Hall, and they both have taken it up, and it's just, they're amazing. And that's what I've been trying to do now is get this in front of as many state representatives and as many state senators as possible before November, because that's when they start drafting their legislation and start turning it in to, so it can be put on the docket right in, in January. Sure, absolutely. 
Well, Susan, thank you so much for sharing this information with us. Uh, certainly, there's so much more work to be done. Now, I'm, I'm curious, from the 2020 election, has anything been done in Texas law to remedy any of these anomalies that you're finding out about? I mean, we're moving into to midterms. Oh, you actually, you know, uh, in March, Texas already had their primary, but I mean, we're, we're getting very close down to the wire. Do you have, um, you know, any insight as to if anything has been done to remedy some of these problems? There's nobody, there's not one county that has changed a thing. So we're going to be voting on the same machines that we did in 2020, which is awful. Two years later that we have not, we have not made one inch of progress uh, county-wise. That's why I said, you know, I've got to, we got to go further on. Let's go to the state and see if we can't get legislation. And of course, our legislators, they meet every two years. So that's the reason we didn't get any legislation this year because they're not meeting until uh, January of 2023. That's interesting. I had no idea. I had no idea it was every two years. Um, what do you think is the reason why you're having such pushback from the election administrators? Administrators, uh, I'm not really sure because they, um, our election administrator, he's actually one that has done this before in other countries, and uh, but I don't know. They keep he just keeps saying that, oh, our elections are perfect. Our elections are fine. There's nothing wrong with them. And so how can you argue with that? Even when you give him the evidence, what's <laughs> his name? Office is, his name is Hyder Garcia. And uh, anyway, so I've given him all the information as well, but uh, I didn't hear from him. I gave that to him back in August. But then we made a video just recently of these voter tapes and their uh, anomalies in the voter tapes. Mm -hmm. And then ironically, I heard from him like the day after. <laughs> so, and he was trying to explain it, which he, he did try to explain it away. Um, and he has a plausible, he has a plausible explanation, but still the numbers don't add up to the secretary of states. You mm -hmm. still have, for instance, 481 is what the total came up, but the Secretary of State's numbers are 483. Right. So how can you, I mean, whose numbers are right? You know, it's just, it's, it's just such a mess. And if, I mean, I'm not saying that there may have been fraud, but I am saying that it is a sloppy, sloppy election process. Well, and that's exactly it is. It, it, the problem is, is that it's, it's, making it so difficult for people to try to get basic answers. And this is just, these are mathematical things, right? Hey, we have X amount of voters and we had X amount of votes come in. And when those things aren't equal, I mean, my, my five-year-old can figure this out. Exactly. So we expect our elected leaders to figure this out and make it right. Susan, I understand there's a group of people from Texas who attended Mike Lindell's Moment of Truth Summit. Can you tell me a little bit about that group and uh, what they learned from the summit? Oh, yes. Uh, we learned a lot from each state. Um, but uh, there was 36 of us that actually went from Texas to represent Texas in the elections because we have 254 counties. So that's a, quite a large group. Uh, and Senator Bob Hall actually contacted each one of us while we were at the summit and we have become a group that is actually working on 
this election integrity stuff. And they have some great information. There's so many of us that are doing so many things, great things uh, that go more in depth than I know, because I don't, I'm not a techie person. So there are some techie people in here that can get down to the minutia of things. And, uh, but it, it, they have been a great team to work with. And uh, one of the things that issues that we're having a, problems coming up with is the cast vote records, because that was one of the calls to action that uh, Mike Lindell had, had given to us. Yes, I remember that well. Yes, the cast vote records, and we have not been able to get them from very many counties, because they are saying that it's, it's under legislation, I mean, under, uh, they're having to go to their attorney generals, I mean, not attorney generals, their uh, DA's office, and they're trying to get, they're getting attorneys to see if they can release them. And that we're just getting so much pushback that we're not able to get them. And we're not quite sure why, because it's public information. And right. So it's kind of like they're dragging their feet. Correct. Dragging mm -hmm. their feet. They don't want to give you the information. Interesting. Now, when you ask for these uh, cast vote records, uh, are they saying, oh, we'll get back to you soon? Or what do they say? They, they said, well, we're going to, we need to um, consult with our attorneys and then, cause they have a 10 day window to get back with you. So, and then a, like usually the ninth day or the 10th day, they get back with you and then they'll give you another excuse to get another 10 days. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Kind of a battle for the last month, over a month now. Yeah, well, I'm glad that you brought that up because it's something that I'm going to bring up to Attorney General Ken Paxton tomorrow morning when I speak with him. Awesome. That would be great. Yeah. And Susan, I'm so grateful for for everything you've done to help um, help help Texas, really. And, and I know that it's a hard, lonely battle, too. It's not a popular topic to talk about. You're, you know... Um, I get it. And so thank you for being here today. And as I'll give you the last 30 seconds. Is there anything else you'd like to share that we didn't cover? You're more than welcome to send me an email. I can send uh, this PowerPoint. I made a PowerPoint presentation with these uh, voter tapes. Uh, my uh, email is sdv92 at aol.com. Feel free to email me. I will send that to you. Get it in front of your legislators. Try to get them on board with getting uh, something changed in our next legislative session. And I appreciate you so much, so much for, for shedding light on all of this. Well, it's my pleasure, Susan. Thank you and God bless. Thank you and God bless you too. Thanks for being here on Face the Facts. As always, please share this episode with family and friends. We're glad you're here and thanks for watching. Until next time, God bless.